The Afterlife. It's mysterious. It's awesome. So much stuff going on. We talked about in this episode of Season Finale. The Good Place. <laughs> Let's find a show we never seen before. Series finale. Start at the end. Yeah, that's where we begin. Series finale. With Jack, John, Paul, and Zach. Big laughs and even bigger cats. Come with us to the end. The end is where we begin. Series finale. What's up? Kings and Queens, it's the boys. We're back in town. The boys are back. In, well, we never left town, so maybe I shouldn't say that. But we <laughs> right. watched a great show called This is Series Finale. Do you want to? This is the only <laughs> podcast where three comedians discuss the final episode of a television show that they have never even seen. I'm John Paul. I'm Jack. Uh, oh, that's all right. There's Zach and Jack. You heard it. You you can parse it out. You know what? Switch your switch your speakers to mono. And so you get one in each ear. Uh, this podcast comes <laughs> out every single Sunday night. But if you like this podcast, we know you do, check out our bonus episodes on Patreon at patreon.com slash series finale. Release every single Thursday. Check yes. it out. Yeah. And we're high right now because we've just been announced as the 22nd ranking improv podcast in America. Congratulations, boys. Hail to the chief, dude. Good improv. <laughs> we were, however, thrown out of Sweden. We fell off Swedish charts yes. I think when it's we were similarly 22 on the improv charts. Wow. Well, I wonder if we'll get kicked out of the U.S. and have to go to, like, Colombia next. We're number one in the Uyghur charts. <laughs> hey, China, let the Uyghurs listen to podcasts. Yeah. There's over a million of them. They'd be good for our listeners. That would be a huge market for us. Right. Well, if we just did a Uyghur podcast on how to, how to I was just a, how to get through coronavirus. Speaking of the Uyghur uh, encampment tramps, what? In, in, we, in Uyghur internment camps. Internment camps. Internment camps. Encampment tramps is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the good place today yes, the, on the podcast. A four-season NBC dramedy. All about what happens after you die. Are you guys afraid to die? Uh, yeah. No, I'm not afraid. I abhor the idea of death. I have no interest in dying. I Would think it's very rude. Would you fucking with the goddamn <laughs> sound? Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Every you don't worry about I it. Get no, good. you're a little low. I'm trying to get you higher. Well, now I feel good. Yeah. But so you, you, now you got to make a thing, and now people are going to know that we had a tiff about the sound. <laughs> oh, people knew because you kept fucking moving well, it. Well, only the people who watch the video, which is only for patrons. So very few people knew. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Zach, you say you abhor. Zach's you're about not to die. Zach, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not. you say you abhor. Your, you abhor the idea of death, but you're not afraid. No, I, is that well, because of your toxic masculinity? You can't admit <laughs> you're afraid to die. It's because uh, us Italian guys, we never show fear. <laughs> you know, last you time I was afraid, I'll tell you, is when I walked in the deli. They told me they had no gabagool. That's fear. <laughs> that's because you live the Sopranos lifestyle. I constantly live the Sopranos lifestyle. You kind of are living the Sopranos lifestyle right now with your wife beater on <laughs> and your <laughs> jumpsuit pants uh, and, and the gold chain. I love the Sopranos lifestyle. It's good for Americans, good for people. Jack, are you, about, are you afraid to die? I'm very afraid to die, but only because I enjoy life so much. Amen, brother. Yeah. I'll drink to that. Seltzer <laughs> only. What do you guys <laughs> think? If uh, Would you be afraid to die if the afterlife was a little bit like the good place? 
No, because the good place seems amazing, to be honest. Doesn't it seem good? Yeah. Uh, a lot yeah. of drinking. I like that. Well, Dude, I want to talk about we'll that. We'll talk about bit. that. But before we talk about that, why don't we get a broad strokes breakdown of what the good place broad is? Broad strokes breakdown Jump of the show. The good place is some kind of afterlife where only the elect get to go. So you can be denied. So what it deals with is some high-ranking like elites of the good place, <laughs> including Ted Danson's character, who's an architect. He designs people's afterlife. His and name is Michael. Michael, and then some of the OGs of the area. And the main conflict is, should they leave the good place for their their matter to rejoin the universe in like they cease to have consciousness? You because you can live in the good place permanently for, the, for all of eternity. And yeah. it seems to be an achievement to go into the universe. You True. walk through the doors and you become matter, and that's like a wow. You experienced... Um, it's like Buddhist nirvana. You yeah. only do it when you're fully at peace. Right. And I, I, it seemed odd that anybody would ever come to that conclusion. Because you, the you would just place, stay in the good place forever. The good place, you could just be like, ping, Gabby Carter blowing you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> She might not get in. No, but her, you can put her there. I yeah, think. but the idea, I think, is that even if you had that ability... You can blink Gabby Carter to blow you, but after so many baramies of her doing it, right. it would get boring. <laughs> this is a thing on the show. They baramies. They, they use this word baramies to uh, to display a certain amount of time has gone by. I assume huge amounts of time goes by in a I barami. assume it's a year. Or you, you think, think it's so? more than a year. What would a bear I think be? It's, I think it's because they're talking. Well, how long you're dealing with eternities here? Oh, you know what it is? It's a week. You think so? Yeah, ba- based on Bear Week in Provincetown, Massachusetts, <laughs> where some large, heavy-set, hairy men come in to have sex with each other. <laughs> that's what a baramy is based on, uh, and that's because Provincetown during Bear Week is the original good place. <laughs> <laughs> you could spend a lot of baramies there getting blown by <laughs> Gabby Carter. So well, Gabby you could Gabe, like. Gabe Carter. Gabe Carter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, Bait your what you're describing is actually is correct. They're, all these characters they live they live in the good place. It's like an afterlife. It's not heaven. It's but. not hell. It is a place that uh, you go before. I assume if there is a heaven and hell, where you would go before that. Right. You hang out Wait, there. Wait, why do you assume that? No, because the place. I thought it's like even after heaven. I thought it was heaven. There are people who don't get in. It happens after. Who you doesn't die. get in? Well, they celebrate people being admitted mm. all throughout. Like they they have this council meeting with Maya Rudolph and yes. a couple other people. Where they so talk Maya Rudolph about, was the judge. Yeah, some of the newest additions, right. and they had these were joke lines. So there was set up punchlines here, but I forget all the examples. They you have. have to like decide, I think, to join the good place. I do not know. I don't know. It's, right. This is this probably is something that's covered in an earlier episode. This show is Hopefully. actually <laughs> this show is kind of a tough one to come in at the end because it is dealing with like. Super out there concepts, I guess. That's true. I think the con- it is very high concept, but I think that the the storyline of these people that have decided to move on, uh, to give up their existence and trans and like transition into a new one, transition. Uh, <laughs> the fact that they've done this, this is, I think is a thing that's tried and true. It's been done a lot, and I think it's a very. I'm always like a sucker for these kinds of things of like somebody who's like gonna die, but then they're like, oh, I accept it, and I'm not afraid. That always works on me. I'm like, oh, man, I hope I can be that way when I fucking right. have a heart attack. You know attack. what, though? I didn't like this finale because I thought they forced, they were forsaking everything they worked for. Like, if the premise of The Good Place is, look how cool this place is. You can hang out for eternity. Eternity is awesome. Yeah. And then the finale is, just kidding, eternity becomes a little mundane. You <laughs> might want to check out. I, mean, I don't it, think that's what they, the show was trying to do, though. 
I don't think they were showing, trying to... Sh- I think it was all leading towards this. The whole show must have been like, oh, okay, well, you work to get to that that But I find matter. that defensive of people being like, okay, we're going to die, so let's try and like feel zen. Like she quotes the Buddhist saying of the wave re-meeting the ocean. But you're not let's feel zen die. about death. Well, everybody dies. But you're not going to die in the show. You're already dead in the show. Right, right. But I think it would be cooler if they would. But they're trying to show the viewers that eternity is a bad thing. You wouldn't want to live forever anyway. At one point, they have a morality class, and he says, without mortality, there's no morality. And uh, I I think that's lame. I think they should have talked about how amazing (laughs) the good place is and how how it's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it's so cool. There was no character represented. Everybody wanted to, even Michael, who is not human, was like, itching to get out of there what is michael michael elects to go I, to earth and live as a human i assume he's like the archangel michael oh great point i that's that's what i thought john paul the <laughs> biblical scholar weighs wow. in again did ted danson show up to the original <laughs> set in blackface though <laughs> that was one of the many things he learned in the good place was he learned blackface right chill out on and that. they did said he show up like mike and he thought michael jordan <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing the blackface, shaved his head, yes. had the big had the big sneakers on. Right. Got his dad killed due to di- gambling debts. Uh, Allegedly. But then Kobe Bryant passed away, and he knew that was wrong. <laughs> By the way, R.I.P. Kobe and Gigi. Is it Gigi or Gigi? I don't know. I think it's Gigi, but... Uh, what if it was Gigi? I, disavow. I send an R.I.P., but yeah, we might have to disavow because it seemed like an insincere R.I.P. <laughs> It seemed like another one of our T's and P's. Well, let's, <laughs> let's hope that they're in the good place now. That's right. And I hope oh. that they're learning all about different stuff they can do. And right. Like Michael wants to learn the guitar. All, they have people have these lists with all this. What would you guys like want to learn? What would be on your top ten list? Let's do top five. And if you don't do five, we drag it out <laughs> until you think of five. All right. All right. Top five things that you would. Top five skills learn, you want to master learn Mandarin in the good Chinese. Place. Okay. Learn Mandarin. That's sick. Are we doing this as a podcast or separately? <laughs> what are the rules of this list? <laughs> if we do, well, I don't know. Just no, 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 okay. you I just asked a casual question. I didn't know it was going to become <laughs> a potential list of 15 items. <laughs> well, we are an improv podcast, and this is an f- improv game. So I would say, things. I can't All say right. no. So I would say, um, number one, I would love to learn how to read better. Okay. <laughs> that, that would be Cure cool. dyslexia. Yes, cure my dyslexia. Number two. Um, I would like to be able to look at every meme ever produced. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Every single cool. meme. And have a knowledge that is vast. Encyclopod- encyclopedic <laughs> meme knowledge. <laughs> yes. Um, number three, I would love to play on a Super Bowl winning team. How? Uh, Dude, he's the guy. Eternity. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably. Um. Oh, you know what? I like to coach. Professionally? No, yeah. you could play. If you had Eternity, you could play. Okay. Fo- football play. is about the coach, not about the player. <laughs> Andy right. Reid was the most athletic man <laughs> on the Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, okay. you, why would you want to work for a, an organization as powerless yeah. and useless as the NFL? Hey, respect <laughs> the shield. <laughs> I would in number four or five. I don't know what, how many I said, which yep. is problem my dyslexia. I would say um, get. I would put on forty-five pounds of pure raw strength. Beef, wow. Muff, muscle, muscle, so muff. muff. I like muffle. <laughs> Muffle, yeah, pussy strength. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly. a, that'd be... you learn anything you wanted to. What would you learn? Um, learn Cantonese. Oh, the other, <laughs> the other Chinese. Why don't you just learn Uyghur? And then I would go to, I would hang out with a couple of Uyghur guys, and I would learn like ancient 
Uyghur tradition. Because Jack wants to read, but for me, the good place is about knowledge. And if you think about it, the vast majority of wise men who have been contemplating <laughs> things in their wise men moment were illiterate because writing wouldn't have been invented, I think, until 5,000 B.C. or something. Yeah, probably. So, you know, there's 40,000 years of human knowledge. So I'd want to hear from ancient Uyghurs. Uh, number two, <laughs> learn, have an encyclopedic knowledge of Uyghur folktales. Okay. First, speak Cantonese. Number two, encyclopedic knowledge of Uyghur folktales. Number three, um, learn to dance like an Igbo Nigerian person. Okay. That's that daggery? <laughs> no, no, that's like, I don't know. It's just kind of fun. I don't really even know what the dance is. I just assume right. that they all have right. one because all people have dances. Number four, find a white woman attractive. Yeah, that's a challenge. <laughs> That'll take more than an eternity. <laughs> and when I do that, I can finally go into nirvana and just dissemble my body. Uh, and then number five, play flute with Lizzo. Whoa, oh. that's pretty good. I would learn Mandarin. I would have the top improv podcast in Croatia, number one in Croatia. Whoa. That's number one. That's what I'm shooting for here. Um, I would also uh, lengthen and thicken my penis. Okay. <laughs> do you at the same time or do differently? <laughs> do you think big penises are also seen as disgusting in the good place? I mean, if it truly is a good place, then yes. <laughs> uh, but I want to just take a walk on the wild side. Okay. Um, I would uh, restore every the world's foreskin. <laughs> uh, everyone else but mine. That could be seen as possibly anti-Semitic. Ooh. <laughs> and number five, I would apologize for my anti-Semitism. That would be the fifth thing I would learn to do is to let that hate out of my heart and become a, a good a good God-fearing man who supports Israel no matter what. Well, number five in my good place, I'm finishing what Hitler started. <laughs> Extreme disavow. You are getting the train schedules up, right? You're painting. Dude, well, that's actually... I in, That was a joke, disavow me. Um... <laughs> But in my theory, though, my mindset, I am thinking, like, in the good place, like, say you want to make the Celtics win this year's championship, Boom. and I want to make the Lakers win this year's yeah, championship. Yeah, that's the right thing to do. Yes. Can we have that both happen at the same time? Yeah, I time? think we just inhabit multiple good places. There's multiple universes. So if I'm in my good place, and you're in your good place, but you're in my good place, and I'm in your good place, do I know that I'm in your I good place? I think there are multiple versions of every person. You know why? Go back to the text here. It's, there's a lady, what's her name, Jane? Janet. Janet, who appears whenever you want something, oh, right? Yes. Yeah. And she has this boyfriend, his Joe. name, Joe. Okay. Jason, Jason. Jason. And Jason's going to give her an amulet. He loses the amulet, so he decides not to go through, and he hides waiting for Janet. Yes. And when Janet finally comes back, he says, I've been waiting here for 500 baramis. I kept seeing you, but I knew it wasn't the real you. Oh. So there are millions of versions of Janet based wow. on every person. He had to wait for his Janet Wow. To come back. That's super interesting. So, yeah, there would be tons of different versions. Uh, and uh, it, but we know that John Paul wouldn't be in either of our good places. <laughs> Don't tell him. Because of my race? <laughs> or my weight? <laughs> you decide. Okay. Uh, let's do a meme minute. We, oh, go, yes. we, can't, we can't forget a meme minute. No. Call. Well, we can't I, do a meme minute. We can't forget a meme minute on. Right. Or you want to wait what until is, after? No, no. Yeah. Meme minute juices us up. All right. Well, what, so, what are some of the hot memes in the ether right now? In the ether right now? Yeah. I mean, uh,. I don't know. I mean, I, I just know the ones we always do. <laughs> I, I think, to be fair, no new memes have been added. I haven't seen a new meme this week. It's been oh, okay, what about the bunny rabbit, um, Bugs Bunny with the gun in his hand in a tuxedo? 
Oh, back to the old me. Yeah, Bugs, yeah. Bugs, back to the old me. Okay, so how does that one go? <laughs> that one is that one is very like post meme because it's 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 just like it just shows a picture of Bugs Bunny looking super badass, and you're supposed to put something very stupid over it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be hard to turn into a meme. Minute. We can try though. I'll try. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Bugs Bunny, back to the old me. <laughs> um. Uh. Damn. I shouldn't have learned Mandarin Chinese. Look what it, <laughs> it did to my relationships. <laughs> back so to the old me? Back to the old me. I don't All know. All right. What about, um, yeah, yeah. What Uh-oh. about this? Back to the old me. And then it's Sammy Sosa as white guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with the good place. No, though. no. Okay, okay. <laughs> the good place. Sammy Sosa will probably go to the good place. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Um, Sammy Sosa. <laughs> I don't know if Sammy Sosa will go to the good place. <laughs> you don't think? No, he kind of was a cheater, and he was one of the better cheaters, but he wasn't the best cheater. And if you're going to cheat, you better be the number one cheater. Yeah, that's not true. Like yeah, the guy it, in the it, Red Sox? You don't think if you did steroids, you think if you do steroids, you might not go to heaven? No, I think if you do steroids and you're not Barry Bonds, you might not go to heaven. <laughs> Barry Bonds, Palmero, they'll go to heaven. Maguire, Clemens, they'll go to heaven. But Sammy Sosa like, wasn't quite there. Sammy Sosa is pretty good. Yeah, I think he hit six something. But if you look at it, he, he, it's not great. I'm not a huge <laughs> Sosa guy. Okay. For me, if we're talking influential, I think clubs, it's because you see him as an example of black excellence transitioning to white <laughs> mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think you hit the nail on he that. He was black excellence, and then he became white mediocrity. I fear that Sammy Sosa could be a metaphor for our country as a whole. <laughs> you guys, if you don't know it, Google Sammy Sosa before after and. It's right. pretty great. That should be a meme, probably. A meme, oh, yeah. Sammy Sosa meme. Yeah, yeah. like... Um, it's like Sammy Sosa's melanin begets successful and rich. I had my head out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I had, an, I had a new meme related to the Super Bowl. We're recording this on the eve of the Super Bowl. So at one point, there's a shot where like it's both J-Lo and Shakira shaking their butts. Shaking their butts, yeah. So yeah. there are four cheeks exposed. Okay. To the world. Okay, and what I want to do is take Pete Buttigieg's head and then Photoshop it on four different <laughs> times. So it's Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> just on the posterior what? of these okay. great pop stars. And then it says Latinos para Buttigieg, the booty man 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Latin, Latinx for, the, for, oh, yeah. for That's Pete. That's not a meme, though. I've explained that I to know, you. but... That's uh, just a sign. You got to start somewhere. Right, right. Well, it could be a meme to put different stuff on ass. Do you think oh, for yeah. the meme it has to be transferable to new ideas? What does that mean? It means like, like you know, like um, item a head out. You can use that for all kinds of different right, stuff. Right, right. Whereas Buttigieg, Latinx, Latinx for Buttigieg is really only for one purpose. <laughs> Latinos <laughs> doing stuff. <laughs> so, so you could like, you could get Sammy Sosa, a Latino, hitting a ball, and you could put like Pete Buttigieg's face on Sammy uh-huh. Sosa's head. And then you could call it like yeah. Drake pushing away. Okay. Yes. Drake pushing away. Traditional representations of heaven and hell in the Bible. Oh. Drake pointing and smiling. Uh, <laughs> the good place. Ted the Danson good, not Ted, in blackface. <laughs> Ted Danson not in blackface. <laughs> hanging out, going and going to restaurants <laughs> seems to be the big thing in this heaven. Just yes. going to restaurants. Going to restaurants and drinking. They drink yeah. way too much. You th- why do you say too much? 
because there, there is no be alcoholism any... in the in the good place. Ooh, but you should have question. no need to alter your mind. Your mind right. should be perfect. That's that's stinking thing, dude. That's so interesting. Do you, would we be able to drink in the good place and not like of course? Affect our, affect you guys our lives? could drink. You could stop. You could drink now if you want. Not to. my version of the good place. No, yeah, my version of the good place too. It's like yeah, I know you guys are like crazy right wing authoritarians and would <laughs> ban anything. In fun. my no, good we're place, left wing authoritarians <laughs> like Mike Bloomberg. No booze, no soda. Right. It's in my good place. It's me and Duterte just taking down meth addicts, punching <laughs> <laughs> them in the head. It's not a bad place so, to live. Actually, I do. I was in the good place at one. You point. were, really? brother. Yeah. You went to the good place. Yeah, I went to the good place. Some, it's sort of like that. After I died, everyone I knew, I was everyone knew I was going to heaven because I had lived a virtuous life and was really hot. Nice. I, I was in heaven for a couple minutes and I started chatting with Saint Peter, and he was like, "Yeah, you're going through," and I said. Yeah, I know. But what man, what man, what other, if you have like any other positions available in purgatory, I could help with, like maybe I could help some folks find their souls and usher them into heaven. He said, wow, you really are selfless. <laughs> <laughs> when I got down to purgatory, I was surprised to find these guys down there. It was Aaron Hernandez, Harvey <laughs> Weinstein, and Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Jeez. They're hanging out together? Yeah. I said, are you guys really in purgatory? These seem... This seems closer to hell. <laughs> and Harvey said, honestly, heaven is very lenient. I said, really, Harvey? And he said, yeah, I'm not even here because of the rapes. I'm here because I'm Jewish. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I started training these guys on how to be selfless. I showed Aaron how to let his friends take a turn using the gun. <laughs> I showed Kevin how to have gay sex without giving a boy liquor. <laughs> And just and how to just ask for it on the internet. <laughs> then I taught our Harvey how to accept Christ as Lord and Savior. No, <laughs> Harvey converted. Yeah. I said my work here is done, and they, all the guys were super happy for me. And they would we would all meet in heaven soon. The fellas said, "Come on, boss, let's have one last party." I said, "Sure, sure, why not? Let's have a drink." And things were going well. We were all praying to God, and then we had a little glass of wine. Nice. Uh -oh. Unfortunately, triggered Kevin, and he began kissing Aaron, <laughs> oh. who was really into it, oh. but conflicted. Oh. And so he shot me with his gun. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> As I lay down, dying again in purgatory, Harvey put back on his yarmulke and said, Sorry, boss. Whoa. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Harvey's... Genitals are big time in the news this week. Yeah, apparently oh, his penis is like non-existent. It like rotted off or something. Or something happened, and then his testicles are no longer there. So it appears that he has like a vagina. Yeah, it, so it, he's like one really of his one of his victims bizarre. was describing his genitals on the stand, and she described a horror show. And it's really? this now the second person just described it. Really? Yeah, or the second person had a panic attack in court before giving her testimony, but in a written testimony, it included a similar description of. Harvey's we got to see a dick pic of old Harvey. It might really mess you up. It, I, sounds, I don't think it, I look at it. it sounds so spooky. Being assaulted by somebody with like a really fucked up penis would really... That would be extra bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough right, to get right, assaulted. Right, 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 yeah, right. it's horrible. I was trying to remove the curiosity of Harvey's genitals from the horror <laughs> of their reality. But you know what? Maybe we can't view them no, out of context. No, you can't really. And no, I do think there is a point to be said. Like... There's an image, if it's just a normal penis, like, 
it could blend in with a billion penises, but the fact that it's like sort of seared on your it mind. It seems like it's like a Frankensteinian's monster kind of thing. Like it's yeah. just the the fact that he's not only apparently this like horrific animal rapist, but that he also has a disfigured penis. It's like <laughs> it seemed like it would you it would be tough to write that, you know? Right, yeah, right. no. If you wrote it, they'd be like, This is weird. This is a bizarre Why does he detail. also have a fucked up yeah, penis? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, this is going too over the top. Let's yeah. let's get a better draft out here. <laughs> right. Uh, in July of 2013, life was good. I was living in Boston as a blue collar guy. I went to Dunkin' Donuts. I worked as a janitor at Fenway Park, and I used Grinder to hook up with anonymous male partners to relax after a long shift. One night, I headed out to the fence to do some cruising and hooked up with a hot. Muscular Hispanic man. Nice, During dude. our sexual encounter, another closeted gay man stumbled upon his mid-coinus and recognized my anonymous partner as Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> and then Aaron <laughs> executed us both with gunshots to the head. <laughs> <laughs> I wound up in purgatory with some other folks who became fast friends. There was Ted Bundy who had committed horrible crimes against women but was a handsome and charming young Republican. And Stephen Hawking, <laughs> a scoundrel physicist who had cheated on his wife despite his severe ALS. <laughs> We spent many baramies together, hanging out, talking science and politics. We learned to play the flute so we could be more like our favorite pop star, Lizzo. We studied the Quran together and cheered on Khabib Nurmagomedov and all his fights he won easily. We all made love to some of the beautiful women that were in purgatory with us, like Princess Di, Aretha Franklin, and August Ames, the porn, feminist star, the porn star feminist who had committed suicide because she wasn't woke enough. Eventually, we all decided we would travel through the doorway to take us to the next plane of existence. I threw a huge party to celebrate and invited all the celebrities I ever wanted to meet. Drinks were supplied by Conor McGregor, the disgraced MMA fighter who had died after getting knocked out by a 70-year-old man in a Dublin bar fight. <laughs> the drinks were flowing, and I was dancing with Nipsey Hussle, and, Mar <laughs> and uh, Martin Luther King was hitting on various women he was not married to. <laughs> I slipped away with David Carradine, who showed me his favorite method of masturbation that involved looping a belt around your neck to restrict airflow to heighten your orgasm. A practice extremely dangerous on Earth, but a jolly good time in the good place. <laughs> Finally, the time had come for us to walk through the doors of the next dimension. Ted Bundy asked Jesus Christ for forgiveness just before he walked through the door, and so he went to heaven. God informed me and Stephen that as atheists, we would be sent to hell, even though we had <laughs> murdered nobody on earth as those are the rules. I was slightly annoyed by this, but felt better about it after I jerked off with David Carradine again and had a moment of astounding post-nut clarity. <laughs> wow, dude. Time the good place. I had a really good time in the good place, and then I was decided that I was going to go into the ether. So I had a party. My party was to be called, Let's Do Drugs and Say Goodbye to Zach. I would invite <laughs> all of the Good Place's biggest drug users to come have a nice time. Everyone would show up bringing their drugs, thinking it was going to be a huge rager. They would enter the foyer early, thinking they were the first person there. All of a sudden, two uncles would walk in, Uncle Joey and Uncle Tom, and they would strap <laughs> the guy to a chair and say, you are being sectioned. <laughs> I would then berate the guy and say that he had to get sober for me to leave. I would say, you can't stay clean off of yesterday's shower and you can't stay clean off the First Life's meetings and throw an Afterlife meeting. And then I would throw an Afterlife Good Place meeting complete with rock-hard chips and styrofoam AA coffee. <laughs> 
that was my time at the Google. Wow. Oh, okay, so, so you started you started an AA thing. Yeah, it a was program. A quick sectioning. I would yeah. Just, yeah. AA kind of counts on people to join of their own volition. This was forcing people. And do you think in the good place that you can attend ninety meetings in ninety minutes and be good? Ninety barometers. Meetings are very <laughs> long in the good place. <laughs> now we've been talking a little bit about uh, some of the characters in the show. Um, they live in this purgatory. They get to all this stuff, but eventually they start to become. They start to. I don't want to say tired of it because I feel like they don't express that in the show that they're tired of it or that they're really bored. They just feel. Well, they, they feel like it's time for them to move on to something new. I don't know. Move on. Dot org. Right. You probably <laughs> get a lot of emails from them. I do get a lot of emails. And we actually them. we uh and these are interesting because these characters are already dead. They could choose to live for eternity, but now some of them are also wrestling with like the concept right. of death all over again. Kristen Bell's boyfriend, what was his name? Chide. Chide. He um he seems bored with it. You think so? He was the one character that was like yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't really want to be here anymore. And then she cries, and she's like, "I love being with you here." We can actually hear Chide talk about his uh, about his uh, tri- passing on to the next dimension in uh, the first clip that I have uh, painstakingly <laughs> cut out of the show for us. It took a lot of work. Did it really? Uh, I mean, it take no. It's not that much. You got a John Locke quote or a piece of Kantian wisdom you can throw at me? Those guys were more focused on rules and regulations. For spiritual stuff, you gotta turn to the East. I'll take anything you got. Hit me. (laughs) Picture a wave in the ocean. You you can see it, measure it, its height, the way the sunlight refracts when it passes through, and... It's there, and you can see it. You know what it is. It's a wave. And then it crashes on the shore, and it's gone. But the water is still there. The wave was just a a different wave of the water to be for a little while. That's one conception of death for a Buddhist. The wave returns to the ocean. Where it came from. And where it's supposed to be. Not bad, Buddhists. Not bad. (laughs) Yeah. None of this is bad. I need you to do me one last favor. Mm-hmm. Say goodbye to me now and leave before I wake up. Damn, I would fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> this this begs a question for me. He says none of this is bad. Do you think you can commit crime in the good place? Or would you have no desire to? You wouldn't have desire to. They yeah, wouldn't allow would be, you. Um, I mean, unless you were like... Unless you were a sadist and enjoyed inflicting pain, I think there would be not a lot of reason for crime. If you can just, you know, go out to any restaurant for food and you can do you get think assigned a woman by Andrew Yang for sexual pleasure. Do you think fully pleasure. booked reservations at local Buffalo Wild Wings is what triggers <laughs> crime? <laughs> 
I'm just saying that some people they commit crimes to survive. They need food and they need housing and stuff like that, and that's all taken care and of. And they commit place. crime because they don't know how to rea- react emotionally to different interactions in their life, right? So then this you wouldn't need that because all of your interactions would be. You have Chide constantly enough. telling you philosophical stuff and calming you down and getting you horny. Dude, Kristen Bell, this scene was really emotional. I was yeah, like, it was great. beautiful sunset. And beautiful little soundtrack. There's something so good about the like, bing, ding, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I was like, ding. damn, I would totally nail Chide after this if I was you the really check. <laughs> would you nail Kristen Bell? I mean, she, she, didn't, didn't, she didn't say anything cool. <laughs> She didn't say anything cool, but it was a very nice scene, and that's like I think the show is really sort of I liked how they wrapped it up with this all stuff the works on me. This yeah. like this sort of like pop pseudo uh, philosophy stuff I right. love. I'm into it. Right, and I like how they like randomly reference like uh, different famous people in the world. Like they, I, they reference Aristotelian ethics. Yeah, something I, I've been really I, pushing hard on. I the know. Show, on the podcast. Hard. <laughs> at one point goes back to Greece where he used to hang out, and uh, he walks around talking about how he studied Aristotelian ethics. <laughs> right. Do you, Zach, is your good place actually just Greek about two thousand years ago? <laughs> <laughs> Just pederasty <laughs> all day. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice to get some one-on-one attention from an older tutor, you know? <laughs> Imagine it's that same scene with Chide and Eleanor, but it's like it's like Plato <laughs> and his young lover. <laughs> and they, How but young? They make Don't a, worry about it. They make a reference to Shakespeare. in the. the and he stinks. Yeah, like, Shakespeare yeah. decided to go work. through the gate because yeah, yeah. even though he'd been in the good place, he'd cranked out 4,000 pieces of trash. <laughs> <laughs> the Tempest 2. It was pretty funny. Yeah, that, they, the show's funny. Definitely. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, it's, it definitely had the vibe of like a dramedy. Um, but some of the I thought some of the humor hit pretty hard for me. Yeah. The only thing I think that irks me about the show is that its depiction of heaven is like geared right towards like Millennials. 30 you, the, yeah. geared towards like 30 year old women where it's like heaven is like hanging out drinking wine and going to restaurants like <laughs> and, that's all, and going to going to exotic cities like yeah, that's yeah. like what heaven is to like a young like, like a youtube 29 blogger <laughs> <laughs> what is it to you a bon jovi song a it's, sweet bon jovi it's a black man telling you about philosophy and while he holds you in his arms that's also what these women yeah. want. To <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I do agree. It's, it's very, um, they're like, they're more advanced, like almost like aliens in a way where there was like computer technology and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought, I, I did think that was a weird, I don't know. It was so techno- technology focused. I thought that was strange. Yeah. At one point, it becomes kind of a thing that Ted Danson, Michael, is obsessed with like getting, oh, I'm confusing it with Picard. <laughs> Picard also has a lot of technology And Picard drinks a ton of Nescaf coffee Like constantly He's just like Oh could I get you something to drink And they're like Oh I'll take black No at one point there is a coffee bit Michael introduces the British Pakistani lady She doesn't want to be in the good place anymore But she doesn't want to go through the gate yeah, She man. wants to become an architect Designing good places like Tahani. Michael Tahani And so he brings Tahani in And, and Tahani says Can I get anyone a coffee Oh yes and the woman says, yeah, I have mine with one gobbledygoo and, and one... one uh, no, it's non-dairy neutrino. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. they're making coffee little things. Right. So I, I think Picard is a good place spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked about this before because 
a lot of times when TV shows and stuff, when they depict the afterlife or they depict stuff, they always try to make it an analogy for like stuff that we can understand. Like for instance, in the finale to uh, what was the what was the Angel show? Touched by an angel with Del Touched Reese. by an angel with Del Reese. <laughs> oh, Del Reese. Remember in that, they had like God and Jesus stuff, but they were depicted as like bosses and they had like a whole sort right. of corporate hierarchy, right? right. It, right? Was a, it was a pyramid scheme. It was a, it was a multi-level marketing <laughs> scheme as well. This is like, they're in this sort of afterlife, but there's like, you know, a guy that works like in the sort of middle of everything with all these frogs in his desk. Yeah. And you can see all this stuff floating around behind him that's clearly like, you know, important stuff. So it's like the afterlife, but it's depicted as like a work. Workman. It's depicted as something that's analogous to like like a job. Things we can understand. Like Michael is an architect and he builds all this stuff. Right. Do you think that so in this episode they go through each person and walk through the walking through the doorway through, and rejoining the ether. Right. There's one character that's hilarious. It's this Asian dude who's Jason. a huge Jaguars fan. <laughs> yeah, he, he plays Madden with his dad. That's like how he knows that he's ready to, uh, to leave. leave is because he make, completes the perfect game in Madden. And it's like 27,000 points or <laughs> yeah, something. Yes, it's, yes. it's crazy. And his dad is a huge Jaguars fan too. And there's even a Gardner Menchu name drop, which is like hilarious. <laughs> Gardner Menchu is an NFL quarterback for the Jaguars this year who had like four good games and had a mustache. And everybody's like, this guy's the man. You know, is it, Cam Newton still a thing? And it, he's a person who exists. Yes. How's he doing? Uh, I don't know. He hasn't texted me back. Emotionally. <laughs> Let's get a Cam Newton mental health check Dude, up. Wouldn't yeah. it be great if Cam Newton were holding you in his arms talking about waves crashing on the beach? <laughs> would that be, you know who might do that? Russell Wilson. Very sensitive. Really? Black yeah, male quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. He might correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, we mentioned before... Uh, all these characters, they're getting ready to leave. Like, Chide, he goes to the doorway. Jason, he goes to the doorway. Janet is, like, God, so she doesn't. And Michael also cannot go. But Eleanor, eventually with Chide gone, decides that she wants to try to go through the doorway in clip two. But she's not ready for it yet, right? Well, Michael's not ready because he can't because of his race. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not a human. Uh, so this is clip two that we're going to be listening to right now. We're queued up. Clip two. You can sit on that bench as long as you want. Whenever you're ready, you just walk through. Well, good, because I'm definitely ready. I'm ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> Damn it, Janet, what the fork? I should be ready, and I'm not. But I am. Michael, what are you doing? I'm going through the door. There's nothing left for me to do. I feel sated and complete. Uh, I'm not sure you're thinking this through, dude. Yes, I am. A calm has washed over me. Blah, blah, blah. Goodbye. Did I go through the wrong way? Wait, wait, just one, just one. I know this is going to look silly, but it probably won't work. Michael, what are you doing? I am returning my damn essence to the damn fabric of the damn universe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, there we go. It's working now. It's working. I'm leaving. Bye. It's not working because you're looking. Stop looking. Michael, that door is not for you. Why not? I invented the damn thing. You know, this stinks. You guys get to move on, but I am trapped here forever? How's that fair? Oh, I got it. Ellen, come here. 
You go through and give me a piggyback. Hmm? We can trick it. Oh, no, Michael, 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 Michael. All right, come with me. <sighs> fire squids are heavy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is he a fire squid? Is that that's his, what they, that's like, what they keep calling him? I guess I don't know what that means. He WFS won a fire squid. That you can't go through. <laughs> he doesn't end up going through, but they do find a way so that Michael can move on. They make Michael a human being. And right? then he makes love to his guitar teacher. He has <laughs> fun microwaving They let food. him go down as a human. I thought this was interesting because they would have to pick the perfect time so that he could like start a new life and uh, sort of blend in during the case. Do so you think he walked right into the humanities like... Our realm just in blackface next to Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> that might like, have been what? his first try. And he's like, damn, the rules here are different. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking that the good place maybe set him up so that, like, it was like right when 9 11 happened, <laughs> a day after. Because, like, you could sort of restart a, your, your Dude, life. You could then. restart right now. If no. I had a new neighbor, no, then I wouldn't know who no. it was. 9 11 would be the way I, that you, you would don't have need to restart. 9 11 would be a good, yeah, it was a good way. You could just be like, oh, I died in 9 11, get a new identity. Right. Or you could but be like, he, I, he died, does, I almost died in 9 11, I could start a comedy career. <laughs> Shout out to Steven Renazizi, Renazizi, baby. Yeah, yeah. Steve Renazizi has a standing invitation on the pod. I would, yeah, I would, I would say Definitely. so. We should leak. I don't know if I've said this before in the pod before, but I am a guy. I'm not that honest of a guy. I just lie about stuff, so I could totally. I like. I could see. <laughs> not oh, that dude. I would do that, but like, I could see it. Get, I could right. see myself getting into a situation like that. Right, I right. believe in lying in stand-up comedy, one hundred percent. Some <laughs> people are like, oh, this is a true story. Yeah, but it's not funny. You have to. T- you don't just relay a transcript of a day. You make up a story. Someone's like, oh, so and so, he just tells fake stories. Who cares? They're funny. They're good. Right. But you can't lie about being in nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> also, because that's not for humor. That's for clapter. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. I'm I'm not saying what he did was right. I'm just saying that I think in proper circumstances, it could be me. I could have been an If right, right. you're going to lie. I could have been. Li- I, you know what, actually, guys? I was at 9-11. <laughs> I never, I've never talked about it before, but I was there. I was swimming in one of those, uh, the pools that they have outside of the new 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> Outside in the the, the pools in the t- in the in the pits, yes. I was actually there when uh, Steve Buscemi was going around slitting the throats of the survivors. Oh. I, was, I was stopping him. I was Steve. stopping him. Please, <laughs> no. If you're gonna lie about anything, it should be military service in a combat. <laughs> Stolen Valor July gonna be coming to happen again this year, guys. Yes. Get ready. The one guy I feel bad for was Brian Williams, the newscaster. Why about? Oh, this was such a technicality. Brian, Brian Williams, Williams a was in Iraq. This was true. He was in a helicopter. We're going from a reporting station to a reporting Shituku station. Shituku rockets. There was gunfire. <laughs> he heard gunfire. He's in a helicopter. He says, "My helicopter took on fire." And someone's like, "No, we recharted it. They weren't shooting at you. They were shooting over there." <laughs> liar, liar, liar. And then he resigned. So Brian Williams, and then his daughter was in that show, girls. Get her ass. I knew you were doing that. That gif of her getting—it's insane. Excuse me. There was cellophane there. Lauren Williams is a liar. <laughs> Didn't get it eaten on girls. Well, no, I think the problem with the Brian Williams story, while people were upset by Brian Williams, is if you're a newsman, you're not supposed to make yourself the center of the story. Hey, newsflash. The news is completely fake, and it's a <laughs> made-up pop circumstance. I'm just you know? saying, Brian, Brian Williams is a guy who you 
likes to think himself as a newsman. Well, a news. I've said this before. People in uh, news a media, Cronkite style. People in news media are absolutely pathetic. They they don't know <laughs> what's going on. Ever since I watched Anderson Cooper and Kathy Griffin, God rest your soul, host the New Year's <laughs> Eve on CNN in 2015, Anderson Cooper had no clue what was going on. He's a plastic <laughs> face that shows up with a fancy pedigree, and he doesn't nice have a haircut, clue yeah. what's going on. None of these people have any clue. They just want to be on TV. They have no discernible skills. They right. read a teleprompter. What do you they think don't that care. Anderson Cooper would learn in The Good Place? How to be straight? <laughs> <laughs> he might learn the skill. Would you Would you become gay in The Good Place? Would I become I, gay in The Good Place? I mean, you, could, you have eternity. You're going to mess around. Yeah, soon. you're going to do it all. Yeah. You know, you're going to do it all except for children. <laughs> yes. Again, I don't know why it had to be even said. You know, I think it's a good thing to point yeah, out. It's a good thing that you weren't going to say it. God yeah. knows that. I yeah. mean, it's, You're it, it doesn't need Greece. to be said. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do uh, Deepak, Chopra. Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra. This is actually a, an appropriate show for Deepak Chopra moment because it was spiritual, just like Zen. our man Deepak yeah. Chopra is spiritual. And Deepak Chopra says he can live forever. That's a positive thing. <laughs> that's absolutely true. Uh, uh, so something I liked about the show, yeah. I liked... I like Michael's kind of effeminate vibe. Ted Danson had an effeminacy yeah. to him. He was yeah. sensitive to the thoughts of others. He was kind of moved. He's a in beautiful this, man. Like ballet like yeah, way. I agree. You How tall do you think he is? Six, six four. four yeah, He's tall, um, man. Yeah. Um, my Deepak Chopra moment would be the soundtrack. It was really emotional. Oh, yeah. I it's knew like you were say a that. bad soundtrack d- takes you out of a show so fast. And uh, this show, the soundtrack added completely to everything that was said. My Deepak Chopra moment was definitely the sort of pseudo pop uh, pop philosophy because I'm always interested in that philosophy stuff. But to really like get into it, you have to be pretty smart. Mm. So if you just go at it from like sort of a surface level thing, you get the feeling of being smart by not actually having to do it. Right. And a, and a strong black man holds you in his arms while he tells you about it. Uh, <laughs> the creator of this show is Michael Schur, who I believe, I'm correct about this, he was the creator of Parks and Rec. He was an office writer, and he played Dwight's cousin, Mose on The Office. Oh, really? This guy's yeah. got an incredible career. Great career. Because this is also, we should probably mention this, this is a show that canceled itself. This is going to age so well. Yeah. yeah. It's going to yeah. be one of the great network, especially... The golden age of TV kind of skipped network TV until The Good Place. Oh, okay. Right. That's so a bold you're saying statement. it's like The Sopranos and The Wire and all these big premium cable the shows. Game there's, of Thrones. There's no like Mad Men. N- network version. No, of there's not. I mean, The Office. The but The Office is before the golden age of TV. What when? Right? When did the golden? Age I feel like right? the golden age. The is Sopranos right after. is not golden. Some yeah, but The Sopranos. Sopranos is, is Sopranos is the, the, during the era of what they would call. Uh, fuck. Is it since Pre- 2000 then? It's like basically, it's like some people say, some people that say the shield like not kicked it off of like premium cable. What uh. do you call it? Like, uh, there's like a word for it. Like serial of like prestige television. Prestige television. Uh, yes, yes. Prestige so this television. Is prestige television. Yeah, I think this is the first example of prestige television on a network. Playboy Club tried, but they <laughs> failed. <laughs> and yeah. I want to say, delicious. It's only twenty nine, or it's fifty four minutes because it's a finale. But normally, this is a half hour show. No, it's a very sweet little show. And I do, but this show they went out on top. Why did they do that? Because. They could have done more seasons, but yeah. the guy said I wanted to finish it at the. They fourth. chose. They, they, they chose to bring it to an end. Do you think that that has to do with kind of like 
the homophobia of American culture that this show couldn't go out as a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> We're comfortable with gay people, but it's so long as they're a cop. I, I, I think, think that the show beautiful. Yeah, I think the show eventually just realized that its time was up and it stepped through the doorway. Exactly. The show emulates what it's trying to preach. <laughs> That's it's like, amazing. It really is a beautiful thing that they did. It's pretty great. I'm going to give that a high marks. Yeah. All right. All Let's right. do a role play. Let's do a role play. I'll be Ted Danson in blackface. Okay. I am going to be Chide. I'm going to be a new guest to The Good Place. That sounds oh. good. That sounds good. Where Whoopi at? <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, I got to say, uh, this does not feel like The Good Place to me right now. I don't know if you remember. I'm Chide. I'm a black man, Michael. And uh, I got to say, this is... Uh, Dude, I fucked up, bro. I, you're, you're right. I'm sorry. Here, let me lick that off. Okay. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Oh, is anybody oh, here? A new guy. A new guy. Oh, we can invite him here and we can spend a couple berries with him talking about what's going to happen. With yeah. him. Hey, um, my, I'm W.B. Mason. <laughs> I used to own a paper <laughs> company. Paper magnet? Yeah, I used to own a paper company. <laughs> I, um, big advertiser. Cool. Yeah, Dude. you're. I see you on the Red Sox games. Yep. Yeah. Do you know? Um, do you know what a bear me is? No, it was a bear me. Uh, bury your face in my ass. <laughs> That's what you're here to do. Jesus. You know, a yeah, lot well, of people would say they would not be into this, but here, let me hold you a little bit. Hold on. Uh, a wave crashes on the beach, and like in this case, the a wave... tongue into my anus. <laughs> Dude, my name is W.B. Mason, which stands for Warner Brother Mason. <laughs> And I can't believe nobody warned a brother that I would come up here and these guys would be trying to have sex with me. What do you Dude. think heaven is, WB? Yeah, bro. I think it's a bunch of brothers hanging out, being cool, making paper together. Dude, you sound like whack bitch Mason to me. Yeah. That's kind of rude. <laughs> That's how you greet new guests? I mean, if they're not chill and they yeah. don't get into the gay sex thing. Well, who said I wasn't into it? <laughs> oh. Dude, how did you die? How did I die? Uh, paper cut. Oh, Huge geez. paper cut on a major artery. Oh, your penis? Out. No. <laughs> let's check his penis. <laughs> yeah, let's check your penis right now. Hold on. There is a lot of scarring. Oh, no. Dude, you know whose penis this reminds me of? Harvey Weinstein. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Is it really you, WB, or are you Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> it's me. Weinstein brother Mason. <laughs> 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 uh, nice. What do you give this show? Oh, uh, I give this <laughs> show an eight point five. It was uh, a little journey into pop uh, philosophy that made me feel smart and made me laugh. Eight point nine, really good, but I wouldn't watch the whole thing for some reason, and I can't describe it. It lacks a je ne sais quoi. Okay, I'll give it an eight four. Mm. I had fun, and it made me teary eyed, but I was not hard, so that's a knock against. That's a good that's point. That's a great point. There is no sexuality or salaciousness <laughs> yeah, in the good place. That seems like a tongue-in-cheek fresh comment, but it is true. <laughs> it's very noticeable. There are almost uh-huh. no private parts on display. Right. Thank you, America. Thank tonight. you, America. Number we 22. We're coming for you, Sweden.